All right, check one, two. Ch- oh, check three, four. Someone, oh. Someone's at the door. Oh, oh, it's probably the pizza I ordered. Oh, yeah, let yeah. me get it. Hi, pizza delivery. Oh, excellent. We are hungry. I bet. There, so how much is... Wait, Chauncey, is that you? Jace from Will and Jace? Uh, that Yeah, yeah, from Will and Jace. Yeah, correct. <laughs> oh, my God, this is so funny. Yeah, all right, so you're... Are you delivering pizzas for a living now? <laughs> no, I'm an eccentric millionaire. This has always been my dream. Yeah, okay. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's so cute. Really hard to get that Domino's fin on a Maserati. Welcome to Will and Jace. A Frasier podcast. This pizza is cold. It's it's taken a while. I don't think he's good at this. He's not. Yeah, we're going to leave him a negative Yelp review. What is that? Welcome, everybody, to Season 7, Episode 5, The Dog That Rocks the Cradle. Original air date, October 21st, 1999. Getting spooky. Almost Halloween time, everybody. Last week, you took a guess as to what this one would be about. You had a picture of Dan Butler as Bulldog. Here's what you had to say. Bulldog and Roz, they were sleeping together at one point. So Bulldog and Roz are secretly together. And Bulldog's, like, weirdly a good stepdad, and it's going well, but Roz doesn't want to talk to any, like, does is afraid that it's not going to go well, doesn't want to talk to anyone about it. Bulldog and Roz, secret relationship. Doesn't want to tell Frazier. Well, you're correct. Dan Butler is back, and he's babysitting. And that is Roz's kid, but not quite a secret relationship. Here's Butler what actually, yeah, here's what actually happened in this episode. The episode begins with Roz and Frazier working on some radio work at the condo together, and then Martin comes back from a funeral, saying this funeral was not at all what Stan would have wanted. He's the guy that passed away. And Niles and Frazier start talking to Martin about maybe you should start thinking about your own funeral and what you want. And then there's a knock at the door, and it is none other than Bulldog. He's back and delivering pizzas. Frazier and Roz are both a little surprised to see him delivering pizzas. He says, I'm just doing it between my radio gigs. Roz, though, had a babysitter canceled and kind of says, eh, maybe Bulldog could be the babysitter. So she hires him and he's pretty good with Alice, the kid. However, he's also pretty good at scaring off Roz's dates as we go on. So Roz thinks that she is repulsive somehow and Bulldog is babysitting and he's kind of trying to do a thing where he gets back together with Roz. That's his grand plan. Throughout the episode, Martin does finally decide on a grave site that he would like and buys a burial plot not only for him, but also for Frazier and Niles so they can all be buried together. Meanwhile, Roz does eventually get wise to Bulldog scaring off her dates and she corners him. He says that he loves her, she kind of plays it off as a joke, and he leaves. And that's Bulldog. Goodbye, Bulldog. The episode ends with Frazier checking in on Roz and talking about, you know, are you still enjoying this lifestyle? She says she is, but eh, a little sad at the end. The episode really ends, though, with the tag as Roz sneezes peas out of her nose. I want to, like, start this one at the end. Martin still has Hester's ashes. That is the end of Hester. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He does, I guess. You know, this is not, I'm going to throw this out at the beginning, not an apt comparison. I still have my leopard gecko's ashes upstairs. That's a super apt comparison. And I've not done- If anything you loved Frodrick more- Anything with those ashes. someone could love a human. Yeah. I was just cleaning the other day and I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, my my gecko's ashes. What do you do with that? I don't want to tear you up, but- we could watch the slideshow again. All right, we don't have the rights to this song, so I just have to do it. 
I will remember you. Here's Frodrick at a, on a heat lamp. Remember me. Here he is at the, at the heat lamp. <laughs> if you would remember, he's kind of sniffing by his food. Then I would, and there he's back in the heat lamp. It's a her. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, which is hard to tell. It is with a reptile. It is. Let me tell you, if you've never sexed a gecko before, it'll take an afternoon. <laughs> Anyways, Hey-o. this podcast has seen an uptick of Martin singing How lately. How many ashes even is that? Like a, <laughs> it's a thimble? It's a thimble full of There's ashes. not a lot of like liquid. Stop belittling my dead gecko. I don't think I can get it any more belittled. It's ashes. Well, let's, instead of starting at the end, start at the beginning. Balloons! <laughs> there was balloons in the opening credit. Last episode, sun. This episode, balloons. Are you piecing together the story? It's like the four primordial elements. Nope, because there are three balloons. Balloons. Three. Water. It's got to be a meaning to that. Uh, Roz and Fraser are working on... They don't say what it is. They general don't say work. promos. <laughs> it's just papers everywhere. Papers and magazines, and it appears. it's just like, we have so much work to do. Look, I have work. It's on the table. It must be work. You know, it's a weird sitcom thing and just entertainment in general. Like, we're going to be all up all night at this. If you really do something, <laughs> nothing takes more than like... 48 minutes like to work <laughs> continuously on all night on something is like a phd thesis you're just starting well last episode when poppy was there yes uh, roz was trying to record promos and psas with fraser so maybe they were writing those or something I guess, some but stuff it, seemed, for the show. it seemed pretty intense it seemed a little more in depth than that didn't yeah. it so yeah who, who and knows? like sorry i brought alice counterpoint Frazier, go over to Ross's apartment. Yeah, great point. Why does point. she have to come here? Great point. Yeah, unless she wanted to, but no, I don't know why she would have. But she needed this to be there. This is where the cameras are. She needed to be there to run into Bulldog, okay? Yep. Martin got back from Stan Wojadubikowski's funeral. Didn't even get the good priest. No. It was a big letdown at this funeral. Every, kind of everything on the cheap. Hey, funerals are expensive. I do want to talk to you about uh, funerals. Yeah. Have you thought about your own funeral? Have you planned this? Have you written this down? Have you told your your I, husband about what your your wishes would be? I have told him I want to be burned because I have that. Maybe it was Eleanor Roosevelt, whomever had the fear of being buried alive. Some first lady had a huge fear of being buried alive. Really? So she asked all her veins to be cut. Oh. And I want to be burned to make sure I'm dead. You, you want to be burned alive? No, no. I'll be dead, <laughs> but then burn oh, my body. Okay. But then do whatever with the ashes. I see. Just just cremate me and uh-huh. then vibe. I don't really care. You don't care. Not as much. You don't care? I don't care. Do you Jay's care? I do. I don't know what I want though. Mm. I haven't I haven't uh you know, I, I just can't think about death. <laughs> Which baseball stadium shall I spread you at? Because oh, they will do that. The site of the old Tiger Stadium in Detroit. <laughs> That'd be great. Actually, I'm right here making my funeral wishes known to the podcast community. So let me let me just say this. So if at your cemetery it was a very fancy event, you know, they you were cremated and people gave eulogies. Would you like that? I would love that. Okay. Uh, people drinking white wine and having fancy hors d'oeuvres like a Fraser I like funeral. I like it. I There'd want it to be a good time. Be some angry cops there. Oh, <laughs> no. Wait. Kind of cop. Do they like work out? The hot cops. The hot co- yeah. All right. If we get the hot cops, we're fine. <laughs> no, I mean, my thing is like, I think when you're gone, you're gone. So like, do whatever you want. Do whatever I, you I want. want people to give up their weekend though. Make it. Make it low key. Oh, okay. you only get so many weekends, mm. you know, before you die. I kind of like the idea of a pre-funeral, like the living we funeral. We did that, yeah. and it was a great you idea. Did that for my grandfather. Oh, not yeah, for me. No, I think that Let's do it for Jay's. I, I think you should, and soon because with the way I'm living, I, it can't be long. For those listeners at home who don't know, Jace is kind of like an old school goth. Loves death, dark stuff. If you ever want something to talk about him with or bring up. 
send him stuff about death, about his death, about his knees getting worse for basketball a little bit more every day. I definitely it's don't consistently fear in. about my impending mortality. Mm-hmm. That's not There's a lot of gray in his mustache. That's now. not me. Shut up, Will. Shut be. up, Will. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, he went too far. He went too far. <laughs> that, was, that was a line. Yeah, I think I think your husband probably does have more elaborate plans for his I funeral, know he does. Right? He wants to be he, he wants it to be a He's bar in- <laughs> I rent out somewhere in like an island and everyone's just it's like a funeral party, no church, no funeral service. Uh-huh. And then he wants to be like um taxidermied and kept to scare the grandkids in a scary position. So you know, I I love your husband. He's great. I I can't wait for him to die. Right? Because this sounds like a great Renaissance funeral. for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, free will. I am age. <laughs> free Willy, written about me. <laughs> what do you think of Martin's new suit? Looks terrible. Really, you didn't super, like it? Super baggy. Too baggy. So baggy. That is that does seem like something Niles would buy. His Absolutely suits are very is. baggy. He loves baggy suits. Yeah. Was that a fancy suit? Probably. I don't. Know. I don't think I either of us are the right person. To I can't ask tell about a Joseph A. Banks from a whatever nice suits are. Oh, that's not a nice one. I, I don't. That was a I think nice that's one. like the cheapest. That's the cheap one. I think that's a. He's got three. Or is names. it nicer? Three <laughs> names. That has to be good. Or is Men's Warehouse the cheap one? I think Joseph A. Banks is the cheap one. Jo- well, maybe they sell them at men's warehouse i got my wedding suit like h&m man i don't know mm-hmm. that's expensive <laughs> two letters and an ampersand what hello your... i don't know what i'm you doing you don't know what i don't know what i'm cost. i don't have as much knowledge as i should for a gray mustache niles lost his burial plot at verdant hills which he describes as seattle's toniest cemetery yeah what is what that? Yeah. what is toniest toniest i don't know we turned I, on the subtitles it's gotta be for that nicest, one yeah i don't know that's weird i was curious though if verdant hills was a real place is in it? seattle it is not okay i, I looked that sounds up. lovely i looked uh verdant hills seattle was mm. what i googled and it did come back with a real estate listing with a house that had some verdant something in their backyard so i was excited briefly mm. the house was very expensive because <laughs> you were good Google- at how you know that when you're zillowing is you put in Seattle. Yeah, that's how that's that was it. The uh, Shangri La was like three grand a month. That's right. It was the literal Shangri La. I can't believe that we found the Shangri La. Yeah. That's true. Daphne's uncle is a mortician. Shocking no one. Of course. There's of course never enough dirt to fill the plot. Martin does say that planning a funeral is bad luck. You don't pull the cord on the bus until you're I like ready that. to get off. I kind of subscribe to that, not surprising you, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I do have stuff that I want, so I should plan at some point. You know what? We're just gonna freehand it. I think that does fit Martin's character, though, mm-hmm. not wanting to plan and get ahead of things. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, But then when he does plan, it just fully does and gets everyone a plot. So Bulldog is a pizza guy now. Yep. First time we've seen him since shutout in Seattle. That was the end of last season. So he, you know, he wasn't in season six much. He, he showed up no, in a few episodes. So he, he was rehired at KSEL. Yep. Then, and then fired. Then gets fired when he's when he was with Roz. Roz. Yes, yeah. So not too long dumping. ago. Um, but now he's back. So we haven't heard from Bulldog in a few episodes. Yep. And it's and not going great. Work Well, I don't know. Pizza Deluxe kind of a nice pizza company. It it is don't say really anything nice. bad not, about them. Not Milani Pizza Deluxe. We just got them as a new sponsor. Oh, they're great. Hey, out there, Frage fans. It's me, Danny Deluxe. Look, do you like pizza? Do you like timely deliveries? And more importantly, are you looking for a job? Because here at Pizza Deluxe, we're having a hiring fair. If you are a secondary character that's been forgot about, we will hire you down at Pizza Deluxe. Everyone got their jobs back at KSL, but you? 
boom, come on over. Chopper Dave, that means you. What happened to Duke? We got him. And baristas as far as the eye can see. So come on down to Pizza Deluxe. Get back in the show because those residuals you're getting are not enough. Oh, you get good pizza and some good side characters. Yeah, you that do. That is a solid business. Glad to have them on as a sponsor. A forgotten secondary character will deliver your pizza. Niles pays for the pizza over tips. <laughs> Y'all, you bet that's the wrong bill. <laughs> Takes it back. I think he gave him a 50. He might have. It was a 20 a or a 50, and yeah. then he gives him clearly a single. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's bad. What do you tip a pizza guy? I always do 20% for everything. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So that much. Yeah, I don't believe in tipping for doing their job. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> There's more gray in your mustache when the show started. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Alice, we get to see Alice. We uh, do. She's, she's not walking, like a baby. Yeah, like yeah, a one and a half year old. I guess. I don't know children, but that seems to you be. You really don't. She's moving. She's She is moving. Yeah, so that's a load off. Mm-hmm. It's hard for Jason to talk about something when it gets to the mental equivalent of his lizard. Silent part of the room yes the newest silent silent that half of the room last episode we had silent open door bathroom <laughs> and, and not so silent kitchen come on ross he needs the money like, yeah. he's right but now there. it's it's fraser talking to ross what eight feet away could be more if than that eight. a couch length <laughs> yeah remember when that couch was set ablaze you'll have to speak up i can't hear you over, over here, here. Well, yeah four feet I'm away the silent microphone you know will's poor and ugly <laughs> don't don't mention that Roz has a date with Steven, but Steven cancels because Bulldog is threatening him, threatening him. You know what? I just got to say, I'm not blown away by this episode. I'm going to I'm going to get a little ahead of my rating here. I think it's not. It's a pretty weak episode. I don't know what you think. I think it's romantic. Okay, you like this one? I wish someone would threaten men for me. This is definitely plot heavy. It Uh, is not as joke heavy. I'm more of a jokey guy. Yeah, but I I don't know the whole bulldog. It seems like a long game. Yeah, but let, let's give Roz some spotlight. You okay. know, we get a lot of Frasier and Niles basically arguing about oh, bullshit, I don't which is mind, always great. I don't mind a Roz episode at all. I'm not a fan of the Bulldog angle in this one, I guess. Fair but, enough, fair enough. Um, I think they could have done better with Bulldog coming back. I liked it. Roz's apartment looks same different. Same apartment. Well, but it's the same apartment. Okay. But she has definitely moves. There's no more just boots. Right. Just well, I think it's different than boots. that. I think it's different than the boot apartment. You think she's moved? I do. Mm. You want to bet on this? I actually, I don't know. It, it, it's definitely redesigned I if bet. it's the same place. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to bet for this? Uh, it's Pizza Week here in Portland, and uh, with our new sponsor, Deluxe Pizza, let's do some pizza. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, a whole pizza, a slice of pizza, pizza for a whole month, a, a year's supply a, of pizza. T- no, you will get a you will get a slice of pizza, or I will buy a pizza, but I also get to eat that pizza. <laughs> How about we we buy pizza to eat together, but you you have to buy it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If you lose, all right, let's check it out. Yeah, you know what? I think I win this one. You win, but see the outline. Okay, Okay. we. It looks like it might be the same set, but I think it's a different apartment in the show. This is when we go deep for you, the fans. The first one seems like a studio. It does. Her Roz's bed bed is in the main room, and she has this sort of like diner seats. Yeah, Uh the million cowboy boots. Yeah, but the kitchen, the layout of it is the exact same. So it does kind of feel like they took Uh, the same set. I'm gonna take the dub. I'll take the dub on this. The dub? The, you get the, I'm giving you the win because I don't think she would have removed diner seating. Who, who does that? But What kind of monster would do that? I think it's the same set, but fine, fine, fine. You get the dub. Yes! Ordering a pizza right now. Do you think Bulldog's really staying at the YMCA? 
Or do you think he was kind of laying I it on? I think that was laying it on a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. I'm curious. Like, like, you have to knock could, because of the sirens. And, I could know. see it either way. Yeah. That might I just be his life I would believe it, because especially Bulldog did not is not Frazier and put away no saving. Yeah, he doesn't time. seem like a guy that prepares no. much. So if he hit hard times, well, he hit hard times. Frazier says there's a rumor about uh, Roz having a Tweety Bird tattoo on her I believe thigh. that. And she doesn't deny it. I don't. She probably, I think that that is true. I think it's true. Do you think there's any other characters that have tattoos? In the late 90s, I think Martin has a tattoo from Korea. Yeah, like an old military old tattoo, military like tattoo, an yeah. anchor or yeah, something. Yeah, you yeah, know. Like, okay. yeah. Okay. Like any other characters? Um, I think Kenny Daly has a big back tattoo. He's like, like a god like of a drag, war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a Ragnarok. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wait for that shirtless Kenny Daly <laughs> scene coming up next season. Promise. <laughs> Um, yeah, who else? Would anyone else have a tattoo? I think Lilith might... I mean, Bulldog might yeah. have a sports tattoo. Might have a small... I, yeah. it was, like he lost a bet on the radio it, and had to get to like be, tattooed live on his show. It used that to be so like, much less commonplace. That's true. Okay. Like, you know, back in the day, you're either like in a bike gang or mm-hmm. in war. Or you or, get a Tweety Bird. Right. Or like now, it's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Everyone. So instead of like being bound in brothers and facing death, you mm-hmm. might just like see a bird in your yard and put that like on your whole arm. <laughs> How about Ted from the ad department? How about Ted? He is a 3.5 of a man. (laughs) (laughs) He is tall. Another average looker? Okay. Average looker, but tall. But the 0.5 for for some height. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a four or five, but it's not like, oh, Ted over there. Yeah. Well, at least they they didn't play it as much like that. They didn't play it as much like Va Va Voom Ted, but he was just paying attention to it. I thought it was pretty cute, the scene where Frazier was setting up the Cheyenne reservation yes. and Niles was setting up the funeral plot. <laughs> Next to the Ashby's. The Ashby's. Not the first time we've heard them, but the Ashby's. I know. I think Everyone were... wants to be near the Ashby's. I guess so. Well, I, I can't remember if they were blackballed or not when they were planning the dinner party. No, they wanted that the was dinner the whole party. thing. Okay, they yeah, wanted, they the wanted to be with the Ashby's. Yeah, so. They were not blackballed. They still want to be with the Ashby's. Why did you? Our gimmick doesn't work if you don't remember Frazier. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. By the way, I'm Jace. I've seen Frasier a bunch. And I'm Will, and I'm seeing it for the first time. Anyway, makes it more <laughs> salient. So Roz, she, you know, she runs into Ted. Mm-hmm. From the ad department. Sets up a date with him right, at Cafe yeah, Nervosa, right. then bumps into Bulldog coming into Cafe Nervosa and says, hey, I just got a date with Ted tonight. I better run home and get ready. What time is it? It's don't worry about it, <laughs> Frasier time. Because like... What, what time is it? Yeah, because this brings up the question, is it a weekend... It must be because someone would Ted would be at work mm-hmm. if it was like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it makes sense when Frazier isn't. So it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. I I guess it's the end of Alice's day. Mm-hmm. Let's call it five. It's a late People coffee. drink coffee late it's though. Late We've coffee. established that. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had those friends that do like espresso for flavor. You know, like you're pretty broken. Bulldog. He was out with Alice all day. Yeah. So was Roz working? Maybe she just needs What's a the day, situation? man? I mean, okay. maybe he's just I'm giving not her... judging. I'm just uh, curious sounds here. pretty judgmental. <laughs> maybe she should have a husband, is all I'm, I'm saying. Get a husband. <laughs> Martin does end up picking a burial plot. He does. He finds a cemetery spot. Yeah. I love his rationale. That is a very Martin. Yeah. Because it, it gets mowed, mowed first. first. Yeah, that's a great thing. It looked like they were outside to me when they were shooting that. Yeah. Oh, that they scene. definitely were. Yeah. yeah. So I was... That might be an opportunity to talk to Katie, our Frasier expert. Katie Garretson, of course, director of many Frasier episodes. I was wondering, was this shot like on location outside? Katie? Hi, Will. Hi, Jace. Hi, Frasier fans. It appears the cemetery scene was shot outside on location. True? 
This question refers to the episode's B story with Frasier and Niall. We did not often go on location on Frasier. Usually when we did, it would be the Paramount backlot or on a camera tow car for the driving scenes before we had the technology to shoot those realistically with a green screen on stage. But, yes, we shot scenes from this episode at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which was literally, is literally, next door to Paramount Studios. Hollywood Forever Cemetery is famous for a few reasons. First, a long list of famous folks are buried there. Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney, Burt Reynolds, Rudolph Valentino, Tyrone Power, Douglas Fairbanks, Cecil B. DeMille, and a long list of other Hollywood notables. The cemetery also holds a huge, um, very well-known in L.A., Dia de los Muertos event every last Saturday of October. And there are cemetery screenings. This is the fun one. During the summer months, the cemetery screens outdoor movies in a large grassy square that obviously has no graves on it uh, against a giant white wall of a building. The movies always have at least one person who's buried at the cemetery in the key cast or a key role like director, writer, or producer. I've personally seen several movies there over the years and it's just super fun even if it is kind of creepy. Our Frasier set dressers um, at Hollywood Forever Cemetery brought in fake headstones for whatever we needed to do or arrange to look good for camera. And we could literally walk from our soundstage around the corner to get to the gravesite uh, set for this B story uh, with Frasier and Niles. Thanks for asking, Will and Jace. I'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, cool. Katie. Appreciate that. And, uh, we did interview Dan Butler on our show. He's the actor that plays Bulldog, and he talked about this. Uh, and here's kind of a little of what he said. So the year after I had left, uh, they wrote that story. And I come back, and I'm on hard times. I'm like working at a pizza parlor, and she's had a child. And I babysit for her while she has dates. And I scare all the dates away, which she finds out about it. And then I profess that I would thought we could be a couple. I was, I fell for. So that was, that was probably a good way to go, go out. I came back, you know, several years late after that to do a few more, but that was like the high point. Yeah. And if you're interested in hearing the whole interview, uh, of course, you can sign up for our Patreon account. We have interviews with uh, Dan Butler and Katie Garrettson and the pet trainer, Matilda Cagney and more to come. So uh, bonus content for, for patrons, but yeah. So Great Dan, plug. yeah, Dan Butler is, Gone. They, they did kind of an emotional goodbye. Yeah, which I think is kind of part of it. I feel like they landed that at the end. Yeah. I mean, he's got to do Sounds of the Lambs. They, he did it. It was, already, that was before this. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, was much before this. It was the early 90s. <laughs> now we're in the late 90s. Uh-huh. That makes sense. When Frazier knocks on Roz's door at the end, she yells, uh, I understand the balcony's not for sex play. Mrs. Wozniak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roz leads an interesting life. Yeah. Steve Wozniak's mom you think so no probably not <laughs> probably not, probably not. I don't know. seattle's a tech city right? it could be it could be roz kind of explained what happened pretty quickly yes to fraser she was like oh you won't believe what just happened bulldog said he loved bulldog me. said he loved me and he's been scaring off my boyfriends all week and fraser's like oh well what'd you say yeah it's like well I've, i also live in a silly world of silly things yeah that makes sense. it happens i will say though for the silliness of that 
They did set it up well because Frazier said, I will be at Shea Henri. So he would see that they left really fast. Yep, And he would have probably finished his meal, which would have lined up with about the time he showed up. They're really good at that. The thing that always makes me laugh the most about Frazier setups is when Frazier's at Cafe Nervosa mm-hmm. and he's like with Roz or someone. There's always a really weird reason they get they get up and like give away their seat to oh, the new person true. of just like, well, I've got to go to the bathroom for 41 minutes and <laughs> like then Niles can take their seat. Yeah. I do have a picture I'd love for you to paint. Go for it. Uh, the owner of the Verdant Hills Cemetery, Bruce McGurk, mm. his uncle was lost at sea. What's the story there? We're going down! Get on the boat! There's not enough Where's room for two! Get on! Look at me, look at me, son, look at me. Boat. There's not enough room for two. Get in the boat. Get your life jacket on. Please. Get in the boat. I can't, I don't deserve this. Make it back to the mainland. Huh? You make sure they don't give away my blood. Not to no one. I want to be next to the Ashbees. I always wanted them at my party. Never got them there, but I want to be on the hill with the sun in my face. And more importantly, next to the Ashbees. Don't let them give it away. Not to Niles Crane. Anyone but Niles Crane. Where did the money for the restaurant come from, son? Where did it come from? Look at me! There is not time! Look at me! Where did it come from? Mr. McGurk, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, and so we lost a good one there. He got his plot, though, because Niles, to be nice, took the plot next to Martin. That's t- Well, that was one of the questions I had for you. Do you think they were just doing that to be nice to Martin and they then switched totally after, he switch dies? after he dies? They didn't give away their plots. Away Come their on, plots. right? Mm. You, you, you're placating Martin. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Martin needs one of those plots for his brother. <laughs> oh, sure. Remember his brother <laughs> that he has? Of course. Also awkward to put. It's one of those weird things where you have like, your mother's going to be here. Like, what if you get remarried? When, how do we, we just make a little extra room? And just make extra I, room I, next I, to this, this Right? Then I feel like it's almost worse. If someone bought you a grave site. Thank you. Is that a nice gesture? Yes. But is that a weird gift? It's intense. It's kind of like giving someone a rabbit. Just like, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you've sort of given me a commitment. Like, ah, instead of a gift. Like, now we're. It's a pretty low commitment. Well, now I have to use this Something plot. you're already doing. What if I didn't want this plot? Say your father bought you a burial plot next mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Would you be honored? Would well, you tell him you'd keep it? My family's always been buried in the pet cemetery. <laughs> keep coming back. A little worse each time. I know you're a Bulldog fan. Mm-hmm. You like Bulldog as a character. I do. Would you have liked Bulldog to... Be buried next to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Friend of the show, Dan Butler. Personal friend, Dan Butler. Would love to be buried next to This him. is why he won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Because I don't put him in the pet cemetery with me. <laughs> Would you have liked Bulldog to be romantically involved with Roz as an arc for the season or permanently? Yes, I would have loved that. I think that was a missed opportunity. I strongly disagree. <laughs> I'm, I strongly disagree because... Bulldog's character is all about sexually harassing women and Roz and womanizing and stuff. It I used don't think, to be funny until 2014. Right. I don't think he should be rewarded with being with an awesome No, but if we don't reward independent that, woman. then we have to redo like all of society. We should. Oh, that's a fair point. <laughs> I actually agree with you on that. All right. Second question. Good point. Second question. Would you have liked Bulldog to stick around not as a love interest, but as Roz's babysitter? I liked it. Yeah. That that way you could squeeze him in every seven, eight episodes. I would right? have liked more Bulldog. But also I liked this sign off of just like, give up, Bulldog. Give up, Bulldog. Like she's giving him an out for his pride. Yeah. Perry Gilpin played that really she well. Did. It's a tough scene. It's a it good is. scene. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of Perry Gilpin's acting there, do you think she played that off in the right way? Yes. I that was, that was that's a good that was a good solution. It's pretty brutal to tell someone you don't love them, yeah. and she did it in the best way. Where Let him down easy. Suppress his pride. Although I'm looking at it, he made dinner mm-hmm. great with your daughter, keeping it tight. What do you want from the, the world? The dinner. What do you think the world owes you? Someone who doesn't Marry harass that man. you constantly. That was my checklist. So yeah, okay. This is all coming together now. <laughs> Will's dating podcast. Uh, all right. Fun fact for this one. Mm-hmm. Again. Not positive if this is true. It says Bulldog was actually naked for the I balcony scene. That. And they had to be very careful with how they shot it because of that. I was, I did read that before the episode, so I was looking closely. For his butt, yeah. I was very closely looking at this episode. <laughs> Might be. I mean, can you do you know. There's still a studio audience just seeing him fully naked? I guess. Why wouldn't he mention that? Damn, now I got to talk to Well, Butler. there wasn't much studio reaction. Maybe they excused them for five minutes. <laughs> You know, I am curious about that, though, because we never know about IMDb, but we do have a Frasier expert. Maybe, uh, you know, I I wanted to know, since this was Dan Butler's seemingly last episode or last episode for a while, if there's any memories of him, you know, coming back for this one or saying goodbye. Memories of his butt. Was he naked? And was he actually naked? Do you know the do you know the, the dirt on that? Katie? It's Katie. Good to be back. So this episode was not, in fact, Dan's last episode. This episode was more the last um, of this season for him and uh, as a regular character. Uh, he did only come back for one episode the next season and then four more down the road um, all the way through season 11. He did 53 episodes in total though. At one point early on, I think seasons three, four, and maybe five, Dan was included in the preseason gallery shoots, which are the main publicity photos used across all mediums for the length of each season. The gallery shoots only include the regular main cast, which in all of the other seasons were our five main characters, Frasier, Niles, Daphne, Martin, and Roz, six if you're counting Eddie the dog, which of course we would. I don't think the creators of the show had intended for Bulldog to be a long-term regular character as much as he and his agents might have fought for it. So his inclusion in the gallery shoots only lasted a season or two. I do have vivid memories of this particular episode though, and not necessarily for good reasons. I want you all to keep in mind that the year was 1999. Over 20 years ago, when many in society were not as evolved and clung to their long-held, shall we say, more conservative beliefs and biases and prejudices. In this episode, Dan Butler's character Bulldog was to appear as though he was nude in one scene. This was no issue for Dan. Not only did he work hard at being fit and was comfortable in his body, he looked great, but we didn't and don't now really make actors take all of their clothes off for nude scenes. Actors would instead wear small nude colored coverings for their bits and for women also for their, I'm not gonna choose the rhyming word here, so we'll just say the upper bits. So Dan Butler as Bulldog was to wear a very small piece of clothing and his bits would also be partially hidden by the foliage they placed around the set, the greenery. Great, that all works, except for several key people on our crew. All older men, I should point out, who were not only uncomfortable with male nudity on set, although I'm sure they would have been fine with female nudity, but they were incredibly uncomfortable with male nudity of a gay actor. Dan Butler is now married to producer Richard Waterhouse, who was his partner during Frasier as well. They've been together for decades. 
Dan came out as gay to his family when he was in his early 20s, long before Frasier. He also wrote a one-man show called The Only Thing Worse You Could Have Told Me, which opened in Los Angeles in 1994 and then played in San Francisco and off-Broadway in New York. He played 10 characters himself in this play who were, quote, just processing what being gay means. Dan was even nominated for the prestigious Drama Desk Award for Outstanding One-Person Show in 1995. This one-man show was Dan Butler's public coming out five years before we shot this episode of Frasier. Call it what you will, but those on our set who were uncomfortable seeing Dan so comfortably walking around with next to nothing on, well, they raised a fit. I don't even to this day know whether Dan was aware of what was happening behind the scenes, but suffice it to say there was a lot of drama. Producers were called, threats of a walk-off were made, etc. We ended up letting those who made objections to Dan's lack of attire prep the set for filming and then leave until we were finished. Some of the details are a little bit fuzzy to me now. I just remember being so mad at the, shall we say, lack of evolution of the few on our crew with phobias. So we got the episode. It was super funny. And then we said goodbye to Dan for a while. I don't know whether what happened on set had anything to do with Dan's mostly leaving the show, but I, I really don't think so. Our season was planned out, and most of the episodes were already outlined at that point, so last-minute major cast changes likely would not have happened. I also know that many of the producers were really mad at and or disgusted by those on our crew who had made objections about Dan. So there you have it, my memory of the dog that rocks the cradle. <laughs> Boy, did he. That's all I got, kids. Bye. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. All right. Uh, rating for this one. 2.5. 1.5. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't like yeah. it. It's not pithy and fun. Yeah, it's not It's not even the death stuff. It's no, just, I, I just don't think it was... You also don't like the death stuff. I d- no, I'm fine. I'm, I thought those jokes were good. I don't know. The whole thing about him like breaking his fingers and threatening. Yeah. I don't know. I, did, I just didn't didn't get into that plot line as much. But I do like seeing Roz as a, a lead character more. So a little hit and miss with that. What, what was your rating? 2.5. Based, b- based on. Oh, um, I, I always like a little bit of character development. I actually did think it was funny with the breaking your own fingers. Mm-hmm. And the funeral stuff was interesting. But no, I never like belly laughed. IMDb rated it higher than us both, 3.8. Big Dan Butler fans out there. As are we. As are we. Bigger than IMDb. Is this a dinner party? They eat at her house. No, but just Roz eats. Um, No. Okay. Pizza arrived. Soft no. I think definitely not, (laughs) for the record. I'm a hard no on this one. Not even close. It would look like straight up mashed potatoes. There was company there. Alice is in the other room. (laughs) Next episode is called rivals 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 we have niles and somebody very taken aback at a black tie event uh niles has a rival at the country club that he wants to outdo so he's bringing a date to challenge this man who is like besting niles at everything that he takes most pride in he's a more esteemed psychiatrist and he's into fancier stuff and get fancier invitations so it's niles and this man who i'm gonna say isn't fraser in a one-upsmanship contest well we'll just have to see i will a little little factoid slip here Uh, we will see the return of someone else in this next episode so stay tuned for that that's coming up our next episode until then you can follow us on instagram follow us on patreon leave us kind reviews wherever you can i'm done no more 
And then there's a knock at the door, and it's Bulldog. Are you asleep at the wheel on this? <laughs> That's the most shocking thing I've ever said in a synopsis. I was you give me you give me shocked gasp for nothing, and now this. Keep <laughs> me up again. You're right. I don't have an excuse. I was it was my, I was thinking something in the future. Okay. And then there's a knock at the door, and it is none other than Bulldog. 